Welcome in, everybody, to this week's Five Aside, the show where we sprint through five things end-to-end, aside from the upcoming, it's not really upcoming, it's far away, Five Stripes match. Wait, we got like months left. Off-seasons are weird. They go by quick, but they also take a very long time. My name is Glenn Paisan, and joining me tonight is a woman who just recently got her AARP card in the mail. <laughs> it is Kristen Clark. Hello, Kristen. Hey, I'm here. I'm rocking. I'm rocking. I'm rocking a new number this week. It's the big four zero. <laughs> happy, happy new number the week. Big four zero. And you're not mistaken. That voice you hear is uh, one Jennifer Taylor at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. How are you doing? I Jennifer? am not at a Holiday Inn. Thank you very much. I'm at much, no, much, very much the opposite. Yeah. She's at a very nice hotel uh, in Costa Rica. What what time is it there in Costa Rica? 10.30. Oh, my God. What time is it here? 11.30. Oh, Lord. Apologies for the delay on this. Um, scheduling is tough. Uh, we got people out of the country. We got people working and about to start back work. Yes, I did get a call um, to start back on a, on a show. So that's exciting. And uh, it just becomes difficult uh, to... Make all this happen. But we're here. MLS is considering breaking now for FIFA windows and not playing through them. Also looking at a fourth DP spot, potentially salary cap increases. Are we witnessing our little league growing up right before our eyes? Yep. Yep. And it's all because of your boy. I was going to say, if you so help me God, if you say it's the <laughs> messy effect, I am going to shit him no, right No, I, I, think, I think Messi has, um, you know, in that whole saga has expedited this. This was always coming. And um, I buy that. it's just happening a, a bit sooner. There will be pros and cons of relaxing, mm-hmm. like really relaxing the salary cap rules, which I, I think I find myself more in the pro camp. Uh, than worrying about the cons and destroying parity of the league and this unique thing that we have here. Look, if teams want to get better and you got an owner that wants to spend, let them. Let mm-hmm. them and let that put pressure on other teams to get better as well because we don't have anything else in this system right now that we play in that creates that pressure. We don't have promotion, relegation. Teams can just kind of get by. Cronky can just not give a shit about the Rapids and, you know, be decidedly uh, mid at best each year. I think it's a good thing. I, I think uh, it, part of it is that they weren't going to have a choice come 2026 because so much of the, you know, stadiums, a lot, a lot of the stadiums, a lot of the training facilities, a lot of different infrastructure that exists for soccer is going to be put to use for hosting the World Cup. So ultimately, they, they weren't going to have a choice. They were, they were going to have to sync up the calendars. And, you know, if you want this league, you know, I think very clearly Garber wants to grow the league. I think the U.S. Soccer Federation wants to grow the game and bring America more prestige on a global scale. If you can't pay premier marquee players what they're actually worth, you're never going to be anything but an also-ran. And we in America, we don't like being an also ran. We don't like being the redheaded stepchild. And uh, yeah, playing second fiddle to England was never our strong suit. We don't play like second fiddle to England, though. We play like seven or eighth fiddle to the rest of the world. <laughs> so if we if we want to move up it's, a couple it's of several chairs, several fiddles down. Yeah, yes. If we want to move a couple of chairs in, then uh, or out, I don't remember. 
band geek wise. I don't remember which way that goes. Then, uh, that, then we have to make some changes. We have to be willing. And, and, you know, I like our chances having a fourth in there, you know, we've got, you know, our, uncle art's got some cash to throw around, you know, well, I and, think and that I, it could help us. I, I think when you look at like our biggest needs, our biggest needs are at center back. Our biggest needs are in the defensive end of the midfield. And that's never been an area where MLS teams have been able to really spend money for the most part, because you have to get scoring. So you yeah. wind up being front loaded and, and you, you have wind to up... pay money for scoring. Yeah. Exactly. When you say we, do you mean like we, not Atlanta United, but just as a league no, in general, MLS. teams are needing in those areas, but can't spend in those areas because we only have three DPs. And yes. if you can only spend that much, yeah. it's got to be an attack. It's not just, I mean, obviously it's a need here at Atlanta United, but like it's a global mm-hmm. need as far as the league is concerned, because mm-hmm. I can think mm-hmm. of one DP center back and I can think of one DP six. Hmm. one of whom yeah. is playing in MLS cup this weekend. Yes, he is. Uh, and, uh, he's sorely needed in the U S men's national team. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I think we can pretty definitively say that he is probably the best to have ever done it in his position in this league. Yeah. Uh, right up there. Top three. Definitely. Arlington I, I, Nagby. Can't I, I can't think of it. I can't think of a better yeah. one. And, you know, I, I think when you look at Walker Zimmerman's value to Nashville, and what he, you know, what he True. did for LAFC out in LAFC and what he's doing in Nashville, the way Nashville is built, which is don't let anybody through until Hani Mukhtar lights himself on fire. You know, <laughs> yeah, you pay the man, you pay the man DP money because he's holding it down for you. So um, I, I think it's, I yeah. think it's good to see. I, I, I think it would be a really positive thing in some capacity to see you know, more spending, more flexibility allowed because, you know, this is, you know, I'm not saying you want to wind up with the city versus everybody else kind of mentality, but I, no. I think definitely we should be able to bring in marquee talent without having to create all these illegal loopholes to do so. Agreed. And we will get to a little bit of city uh, later on. One other thing that MLS is potentially take, uh, taking on and maybe even the EPL, but maybe here f- first is uh, sin bins. Uh, here we go talking hockey again, sort of a, a penalty box type thing. When a player commits a, a tactical foul, which is just the, the nice way of, of saying a, a shithouse foul, uh, the player will be forced off the field for a predetermined amount of time after which the player may return to the field for their team. Mark Bullingham, chief executive of the uh, FA Football Association and the director of IFAB explained the decision as such. I think Frustration for fans when they're watching games, when they see a promising counterattack that's ruined by that, you know, a tactical foul. And the question of whether a yellow card is sufficient for that has led us to looking at that. And the question um, or has us uh, looking at whether that should be involved in the protocol as well. Some players do commit a foul and they do it consciously knowing they're going to get a yellow card. And we think that really breaks up the game. So would they not do it if they felt there was going to be a sin bin? It's interesting. I know a lot of people think it's silly. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it out, you know, for a season. I, I wouldn't be opposed, even though I know we'll get flack for it. But I'm, I'm not. I, I like the. Opposed. I like the. I, I like the idea in theory because getting a yellow card, you can, you know, it doesn't really affect game state or gameplay. And most often, you're seeing those tactical fouls played to break up a scoring opportunity, right? Mm. And mm-hmm. 
every football league in the world wants more scoring because people like to watch scoring happen regardless yep. of the sport. So then giving somebody two, uh, you know, two minutes to create a few scoring chances because of the infraction. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it'll actually create excitement. Um, you know, and, and if you're going to talk about again for MLS, allowing us to spend more money on, better center backs and better defensive players because we don't have to put all of our cash in scoring, you're going to have to do something to counteract the better quality. So I think from a mm. standpoint of balance, it would actually make a whole lot of sense to do something like that. You know, plus it's also seriously fun to heckle people in penalty boxes. Not going to lie. So, so what Fair are we enough. saying? So what are we saying then? We, we, we make them exit the field for two minutes, let's say, some predetermined amount of time yeah right so then a team is playing down a man for two minutes and then they get that man back yeah it's interesting right like i don't know if teams would be for that maybe you would rather just have um take take the yellow rather than be down 10 minutes but it would it would potentially cut down on you know, players uh, rushing to the ref or, or whatever, because it, you're going to be might, like, I'm but really going to gonna me, hurt my I team. Think it, to me, just personally, I don't like yeah. the idea. I think it it fundamentally changes the gameplay of soccer too much. I hmm. understand. I think maybe if you really kind of want to cut back on those kinds of yellows, be harsher than a yellow. You know, start really cracking down on uh, on those kinds of tactical fouls. Give... Give out yellows more often, you know, don't, but I think, don't go, don't have a ref going over there going one, two, three, four, you know, giving that motion to a player for, for, you know, constant infringement, be hmm. more, be more direct okay. and say, that's it. You get one. Now you're on a yellow. And you know, that way, if, if a lot of, you got a lot of defenders way much earlier on in the game, you know, 30 minute, 30 minutes in 25 minutes in, and they're on a yellow that will fund That will change. You said that, you know, getting those tactical yellows doesn't change the game. Well, it does. It changes that person and the way that that team then goes about. the. No, I I absolutely think think it does. I don't have a problem with them maybe enforcing and changing the mentality about those kinds of technical fouls. But for you, this is too much just antithetical to. No, it's too much changing the the idea of soccer because. That's why they call it a tactical foul. It is part of the game. You take that out entirely because you're trying to force things like mm, sin bins mm, mm, mm. or making players go down. Da- you're changing the soccer. You're changing it's not, the game. It's, it's not I, what I it understand. is anymore. It's something else. It's, a, it's kind of a new. It's a fair point of view. You know, I think I would only be in favor of it if we create glass boxes that we can pound on. <laughs> the players have to go sit in there and, and we get to pound on these boxes. So some news dropped on Monday that... Uh, Made all of our uh, Zondays. Hmm? <laughs> Zonda Silva is here to stay. Contract oh, for that was a good one. I like that Thank one, you. Glenn. Yeah. Uh, Silva is here to stay. Uh, got a contract through 2025 with an option for 2026. I think we're going to see a lot of those styles of contracts with Garth. Like, bring a player in. We're not sure. Okay. Worked well. Sign him to a two-year-plus-one deal. Not these crazy amounts of money, or yeah, hell of a lot better know. than what we've been doing with yeah. some of the other yeah, yeah, yeah. big ticket people that have not worked out. I, you know, I'm really happy about it. I love the energy that he brings. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy, like, seriously, just hand him the social media camera and let him do his thing because he's 
he's he's completely awesome in a room. But I will say I still think the jury's still out on him defensively because as many goals as he scored for us in the in you know our playoff series versus uh, the eventual conference champions, uh, he also was responsible for as many goals as he scored. So I, I think, you know, you have to, you know, I, I hope the defense can tighten up a little bit um, because, you know, we want him out there. We want that energy, the speed that he brings down the wing. It's great, but at what price? So I, I think mm. it's a smart deal. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, obviously we have no idea what the numbers are, but like, yeah, yeah I'm hoping, obviously it must've been a reasonable enough cap hit that it wasn't going to hamstring us for, Always had to have been totally yeah, yeah. for an extended period of time. So yep. you know, I am looking forward to uh, some more black, more back, more back flips in the bends next <laughs> season. Me and my alliteration. I'm I'm excited for it. You brought up defense. We know that that's an issue for us, and that's going to have to be addressed this off season. I think our attack does look pretty good. Probably could still do with a little more depth at striker because we don't really know what Jamal can provide. He didn't feature that much. He does seem, from what we did see, maybe a little hot-headed. So that might be a point of concern, but that's on a very limited uh, sample size. We don't have the definitive word yet on Miles, but even if he were to stay, I still think we got some some work to do, and especially getting what you, you lovingly refer to as our, our goon back, uh, which we have not had for some time, probably not since... Um, our, our dear friend Eric Remetti uh, left this club. Shemetti. We Sorry. miss him. Yep. So um, good on Zonday. I'm happy for the contract. I, I kind of expected it, but you never know. So he wants to be here. He's excited to be here. I think it's, uh, I think it's good business. MLS conference finals. So hell is real was really good. Like Columbus did what we all kind of expected, right? They endured. They outlasted. Cincinnati has a ton of talent and attacking firepower, but when they didn't put the game away with a third and potentially fourth goal, they allowed Columbus to do what they do best, and that's just carrying on. Columbus doesn't change for anyone or any situation. Wilfred Nancy, who should have got the coach of the year, I think we all agree on that, has specifically said that he wants his team to be comfortable with being uncomfortable much of the time. And that shows in their play. The conference final was a perfect example of that. They they go behind early, right? By two goals. And after having the majority of the possession, you know, would be, you know, any team dealing with that, that would be too much to overcome for most teams. It was for Houston. But Columbus, they're not bothered. They play with togetherness, self-belief. I know they're kind of throwaway words that we use a lot for teams that are playing really well and playing attractive, sexy soccer, but they really do. They know if they just keep plugging away and they stay true to themselves that they're going to get their chances. And they did. And after brushing us aside in the third game, they had to play twice on the road in really difficult environments. Orlando's difficult. They're not the Orlando of old. And they just did what they do. And now they've been rewarded with a final in a home stadium where they've only lost once all year. LAFC are incredible. And they're, I think they're setting a new standard, for me at least, for consistency year over year and being right at the top and competing for trophies. They may not win all the trophies, but they're up where we would like to be. So is Columbus. But I give the edge of the crew in this one in the final. 
I don't particularly like it. I also don't really relish the idea of LAFC adding another star to their crest. So I don't know who to pull for in this one, but I think on, you you got you, you got you got to pull you got to pull for our old friend Atlanta driver. Sorry, I think so. Right, and Gressel yeah. is there as well. Which, like, if they don't sign Gressel to a multi-year deal. Crew, y'all are out of your damn minds. He will have his his agent will have his phone blowing up. I don't think so. I don't know that Russell has been all that great in the playoffs for them. He I don't changed th- the game when he came on for the crew. They won because he came on and I'm, started I'm, crossing but, in but dime balls. Again, he did, but he didn't start. But he didn't start, and he had to starting because. No, because he's the def- he's a defensive liability, and on the road you don't start a defensive liability, and that's the big t- the reason they the reason Columbus beat us. Who didn't they start? They didn't start Gressel, and okay. all of a sudden we had no space to work on the wing. Look, love the guy, love the guy, but his his he does not you know he's great offensively. They were down two goals. They needed offense. They sacrificed offense for defense. They brought in Gressel in, changed the game. Got the win. Absolutely the right call, but there's a reason he hadn't been starting. Speaking of right calls, a call that I think Pat Noonan got wrong should have subbed out Lucho. The dude couldn't move. I get it. Tough moment. Bringing out your MVP when you're potentially facing penalties. I don't think he was able to even take a penalty. No. But... You know, and you could see since he couldn't make their subs because they used up all three of their windows. So they couldn't make they got an extra sub in halftime, but they couldn't uh, use it until the the break after the first 15 minutes. And then Lucho comes hobbling off the field and Pat Noonan goes to him and you can see him mouth the words. You want to come off. Do you need to come off? Man, you're the coach. You you can't ask a player that no player in their right mind in that high pressure moment is going to be like, yeah, take me out, coach. You have to make the decision. And I'm not saying that they would have been gotten the result or the win if if that had been the case, if he had did take him off. But for me, that was just way, way, way the, the wrong decision. But if we're being fair here, the bigger loss for Cincy was probably Miazga not being there. And that's on him 100%. I don't care what the MLSPA is saying. Uh, I think they're way off base. He went into a referee's locker room. I don't care if he like barged in or broke in the door. It wasn't, it was an over-exaggeration. You found the referees in a stadium. That's not your own. What are you doing? If Tiago gets a three match ban for like bumping into a ref. Yeah. Miazga is getting at least that for me. We all agree. No way. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I, I, and you know what, if that happened to one of our players, if we found out, you know, like when we found out that Joseph was like, when Joseph mm. flipped a table and like shit sure. like that, it's like, right. dude, you can't do that. You're a professional no, athlete. Same standard for everybody. You got to fucking choke. You got to choke that shit down. You cannot, ha- you cannot have that kind of behavior. It's absolutely unacceptable. And yeah. Miyazaki, you know, deserves whatever he gets. Yep. Agreed. And I hope LAFC, it's a harsh enough pun- uh, punishment, by the way. I'm going to say that. I hope it's not a slap on the wrist. You're right. It's, three, ma- it's can- three, three match man. Yeah. If Tiago so. can bump into a ref. Correct. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. And it went, and, punishment and better fit the fucking crime. found them. Like, what are you doing? After only already getting three yellows in the game. Yeah. A game in which you won. You're yeah. advancing. Yeah. Chill, guy. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you did cost your team that. And that's extremely, extremely pretty severe. Poor. And that's on his... He's yeah. got to live with that now. Extremely um, poor decision, obviously. Really poor. 
um, and really poor from the MLSPA for me too, that kind of just justifying it or trying to downplay it. I don't like that from the players union. I really don't. Um, LAFC cruised in their match against Houston. They had Houston had 70% of the ball and an XG of 0.47 off of that 70% from a total of 10 shots, half of which were on target. Those are stat lines we're really familiar with. You know, we talked about this for years. What good is possession if you don't do much with it? LAFC had 30% of the ball at home and had an XG of 2.06 from 18 shots, six That's on target. Crazy. Houston just never really bothered LAFC. Okay, you had possession, but you did not have control. And LAFC put on a masterclass. That you of, of. Yeah, I know, right? LAFC put on a masterclass of having control without the ball, but still managing to play like attractive soccer, like sexy soccer. Um, yeah, they they keep setting that. That's I, I really yeah. wish I, I like like I really wish I could like them. I mean, everything they do is like super freaking fun. You know, know. although although I don't know if you heard the three two five two just got a massive fine for setting off flares in the stadium. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars. I was wondering if something was going to come. I didn't hear a, a fine has been levied. Hundred, yeah. The the club was fined a hundred thousand dollars. They are doing. They're getting multiple sanctions, and there is talk that they may not be allowed to bring certain supporters into the barn for MLS Cup this weekend. They have not finished investigating. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it's that might be a sad. little severe for me. Uh, um, I, I feel like it's a lot. Wow. Like I feel like I feel like I, I feel like. I mean, safety is safety. Yeah, you got to take it seriously. I 100. percent But well, and I, you know, I didn't again I didn't see the match, so I know there was about a 30 minute game delay. But you know, certainly they're not the only club that blows smoke up at, for entry, but whatever. I mean, shit, you can't even see SKC when they come out on the pitch. And, you know, Orlando, yeah, I mean, so many, mm-hmm. like, so I don't know if it was them using flares versus the regular smoke or, you know, what they yeah. may or may not have had permission to do or if the TIFO got set on fire or something along those lines. But, like, still, mm. I feel like $100,000 and – you know, supporters not being allowed to to go to MLS Cup, I feel like that's really, really harsh. I think that's a little severe for me. Especially especially when, like the Jean de Silva yellow card Spider-Man instance, you know what's going to blow up all over MLS social media and Apple TV this week. And they're going to continue to use this as promotion for the league, too. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. Absolutely. Huh? It's so up. it's, yeah, yeah we're going to use all your up. images and likenesses, but we're going to fine you and keep you from But we're going to fine you for it. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. And keep up. you from going to the biggest game of the season. All right, Kristen, uh, do you want to talk about some college acronyms real quick? (laughs) So uh, I don't know how many actual like American football, because I really don't know what else to call it, uh, you know, listeners that we have. But sometimes it correlates, sometimes it doesn't. You know, sometimes, you you know, people like um, all Atlanta sports, which includes some Georgia as a whole. There's crossover. Yeah, sure. for sure. So that's how it is. That's how it is for me. Not a big NFL fan, but I have been a Georgia fan and all and all of Georgia sports, really. You I, have I, that I, dog I in love, you. Yes, I do. I love I will watch um, gymnastics, Georgia gymnastics, volleyball. Um, they often compete in, believe it or not, Glenn, college basketball as well. That's about the only time you'll see me watching it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, 
anyway, that being said, I watch American football, college American football. And this year, in the last two years, dogs have been number one. Number one. All the way we we, we beat the SEC record. We were twenty we went twenty nine and zero. Um, yeah, just beating the brakes off teams. Just yeah. But then this year, things were a little bit different. We got all the way mm-hmm. to the SEC championship, and unfortunately, you know, we fell short. So that being said, when it <laughs> came time, you know, we had a lot of other results that took place over the same day and that same weekend. That being said, when it came down to it, a committee, not whether or not you played the best game and had the best season, a committee, 13 people sat down and decided that a team that was perfect was perfect. They did everything that was asked of them in a could not do anything more, could not do anything more. But in a conference that maybe isn't as popular, even though it's still one of the power five conferences, they didn't do enough. You're telling these athletes that they did not do enough. Hey, uh, so you didn't get beat, but mm, not quite good enough. Not quite good enough. So <laughs> Okay. Also, that being said, the dogs, I think the dogs got I think the dogs got snubbed too along with Florida. That's who I'm referring to. FSU is the team that's yeah. perfect and has been left out. Not just left out, but they actually got left out behind us, which is it's it's still saying something. Georgia has been number 1 for 3 years running and we lost to Alabama by 3. Okay? Did we only lose three though? points? Well, that's and that's like, I'm going to get to that. Yeah. We lost to them only by three. We weren't annihilated. Alabama didn't 100% kick our ass. That was absolutely not what took place in that match. It was very even all the way till the end. If you really want to get down to brass tacks, the referees made a mistake. They made a mistake. Straight up. Isaiah Bond did not catch that ball. That was not a touchdown. It changes the course of of the rest of the game. It does. If you want to just chalk off seven points, dogs win, dogs stay up top. We go into the, the conference championship and try to win it again. It, it's not one of those situations where it was a questionable call. Oh, there's a it, it was a missed face mask or what have you. That happened too. Mm-hmm. But this nope. is a touchdown non-catch. It should they have cameras all over this place. Glenn could be standing on the fucking sideline. They had a good a, view and of it. Get the same shot with his iPhone, and you could see that that was not a catch. Okay, I I don't think that the the game was quote unquote stolen from us. We should have made it. A, a we could have done better. We could have let it not get that close. It's always sure. coulda, shoulda, woulda. However. Yeah. Then when you start going into that room and you take those 13 people and they sit down and a committee decides who goes to the playoffs, that has to change. And it is. I am so happy that as of next year, it goes to 12. We can have a true playoff. Real playoff. Yeah. And um, it's just the, it's just the way that it should be. Um, it was, uh, oh, so 12, Mike, 12 teams, 12, 12 colleges teams, will be in it. Yes. will be in it as opposed to every, the four that have been right. Which is uh, only decided it, by committee. So and, you're and, saying and you're large, going to allow a committee going, that's largely influenced by financial pressures wholly, and almost wholly entirely, made up, entirely. almost entirely made up by financial choices. 
I, I, I don't really know a whole heck of a lot about this, but I think like one of the things I read was because the FSU quarterback was had a season ending injury a couple of games ago. That was actually why they said, no, you're not good enough to be in our playoff reindeer games. Right. So it's it's unfair and extremely unfortunate for FSU to go 13 and 0 but get yeah. snubbed for lack of strength for lack of strength of schedule and because their quarterback got hurt. So what they're in effect that they're saying is that the ACC is so they they play the ACC which is the Atlantic Coast Conference which includes teams like Georgia Tech, um Clem, Clemson things like that is so fundamentally non-competitive compared to the sec that you are going to allow a team that was perfect at 13 and 0 not get in over georgia which was perfect for 29 games up to now which is incredible and a one loss and two one loss teams a dubious in texas loss. and alabama right yeah, all, all right they yeah, lost their yeah. losses yeah, were bad losses yeah. georgia's loss wasn't bad, Not a bad loss. but you're still and... going to put FSU behind Georgia at a, at a perfect record. So what you're saying, like I said to these players is that everything that they do was not enough. And it's, mm-hmm. they, they, they've been given these opportunities and that's the thing. They're still going to play the orange bowl. That's the irony of the whole thing is that FSU is going to play Georgia in the orange bowl. That's still a good bowl. And in the days of old, you know, that was a good one to get. Um, but you know so, where you stood. You're playing number you, five is playing number six. Do you think that this whole playoff bowl, like, like, do you think this whole playoff thing is better than, you know, whoever picks the top 25 after all the bowl games get played? Like, is well, it better I think to have it, four I still teams? think a lot like, of it. I still think a lot of it has to be determined by win-loss ratio. I think it has to come down to that. It and it, and it basically does, but you're going to you're going to take these conferences and you're going to say the best of the best play the best of the best and we keep dwindling it down until we have a winner. And that's the way everybody else does it. To quote Mike Leach from Washington State who lost very badly to Washington who is going to be number two. Hey, and guess what? They got a perfect record. That's where they should be. He said, um, yes, it's clear that only using four teams for a playoff somehow proves something. Yes, you're right. That's the reason why that works. It's because everybody does that, right? Everybody just uses four teams and just picks them out of popularity, right? Oh, no. That's not how it's done in literally any other sport anywhere. When it oh, comes God. To MLS, don't get any ideas. You can't have a four-team playoff and leave out. You know, you can't have it being based solely on conference winners if you're not going to include a – that's the other thing. FSU won their conference. You want to make – you want to make their – their conference more competitive? Then stop letting teams leave it. But that's the unfortunate thing is that even FSU now wants to leave it because they don't, they just got fucked. They just got handed a big giant fuck you letter from the NCAA for being perfect. And that's loss in revenue. That's loss in opportunities for players to make an impact before they go pro. 
it's fucking bullshit and it's wrong That's and i'm glad shit. that it's changing jennifer i have a question for you are, are spurs trying to to redefine spursy and as far as what it means this is going to be a very odd take from me because uh, I say this, uh, I'm blue through and through, and I'm I'm supposed to hate you. I don't. Um, you don't hate I me. I have, I think, Spurs. correct. But I actually don't have any hate for Spurs. And I think I actually have more confidence in Spurs than you do. They broke their losing streak, which was a three-match streak off of, you know, we kind of, set that in motion for you. You're welcome. Um, when you played against Chelsea and had all those injuries, it's an and extremely two difficult. Two red cards with multiple yeah. game suspensions. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. We're, we're, Chelsea is such a dominant team. Um, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, well, with any face. Liverpool that actually is a dominant team. Yeah. And winning. Just have to get Arsenal to lose. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal looks to be the the best right now. But in all seriousness, I think you really have something going here with Big Ange. You're dealing with an impossible amount of injuries. Spurs have of old under under Mourinho, under under Conte, under under Poch. Well, Poch, you were pretty good. Would have collapsed by now with dealing with less. There's something there's something going here. Get through these injuries. I fully expect Spurs to be not just like trying to fight their way into the top four, but to be there solidly, especially when you get yeah. healthy again. My concern is that there's not enough time left in this season to get the people back that you need to compete. Uh, you'll you'll for, have some bodies. The title. They'll no, have not, some bodies. Not for the title, I don't think, no. but... I, I, well, who knows? This season's crazy. I mean, look at Manchester City. Look at Aston three points Vila out of their last twelve. Aston Villa sitting in third. Like, where did yeah. that come? Who had that? They on beat their City today one nil. This yeah. is the first time since 2017 that City has not won a game in four. Um, it's really by the way, I mean, I mean, are they City? That is by City City's standards. Spent a lot of money on I know. scoring, but but and by City standards. Through. I mean, I personally, I'd bite your arm off for that record. But by their standards, they're in free fall. This is incredible, I think, what Spurs have, have done here. And I think you just got to keep believing. They're playing with more belief and just consistency. You know, yeah, you're going to play a line of seven up high. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to go for it. Like these players are, are seeing that I think this can work. And they're just being hit with unfortunate circumstances. I, but I what you did against City is monumental. That was oh huge. My oh my God, Sunny, Sunny, Sunny! Like an yes, own he goal. needs to stay on side. Yeah. That yeah, was brutal. I mean, the goal and then the own goal. That was brutal. I, 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 but I have to say, like it, it is enjoyable soccer because I it truly would is so rather watch. Um, we're going to kill you, you know, death by putting goals in the net, you know, as opposed to prevent defense. Which you know, no offense, Liverpool people over there, but you know, look, I get it. It works. It works for a lot of teams. We all hate the Red Bulls. Um, so, you know, congrats on being the Red Bulls of um, of the Prem this season, Cat. But, uh, yeah, the, the wait thing, a minute, the thing wait with a minute. Spurs, 
You think Liverpool? You think Liverpool, who usually averages sixty-five percent uh, possession, is defense by offense soccer? I don't. I maybe. I don't know. I don't watch uh, enough Liverpool to be qualifying. Nah. And also, in fairness to to Liverpool, now Liverpool Liverpool to- literally wins by possession, even if we don't score that many goals, but we average three goals a game. And in fairness to you and, and what you've had to deal with, you've been, your teams, Chris, have been on the wrong end of a lot of poor no officiating shit. decisions. No like shit. game costing, not just, hey, you miss a foul, you miss a call, happens every game, nobody's yeah. perfect. Right. You've gotten some like really severe stuff I, wrong I still, that has actually, ironically enough, oh favored <laughs> Spurs. Know. You know what's funny is, do you remember- Wheels within wheels. Do you remember like four seasons ago when we were watching the Prem and VAR was in it in its infancy, even in the Just Prem? Just starting out, sure. And it was, and there was the one, that yeah. one game where Mane was offside by like his toenail and we were looking at the line and you and I were looking at it together, much like these ceiling tiles that were behind me. And I was like, look, I understand rules are rules. If he's offside, he's offside. I get it. Even if it's by a toenail, but you and I were looking at it. We're like, I just don't, I just don't but, see it. I don't also, see. I couldn't see based on the hieroglyphics of lines and where everything was on. Anyway, I thought about that the other day. It was so blatant that we just were like, show me the rule. I don't see it. But also, I mean, Sadio Mane has some responsibility. Groom better. Clip your toenails, bro. Yeah. Don't let those yeah. things get that long. Better, yeah, better. You have to but you, you, asked, you asked how, like, again, you know, you, you spent a lot of the first part of the Prem talking about, like, how great Spurs were and blah, you know, yeah. how you really like. And, and I, do. I really like Big Ange football. I, I, I like I, the mentality. I love, I love it. They're turning they're turning White Hart Lane into a giant discotheque. I think it's awesome. I'm here for all of it. But Glenn, we don't talk oh about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. And that, you did nothing fair. but talk about Bruno and talk about Bruno. And what did we wind up with? Fucking Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And yeah. I probably we, have put some here. sort like, of I, curse I, I, on it for this weekend. Yeah, like you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We, we we get we get wet spam tomorrow, so uh, that should be entertaining to say the least. Always is. What? <laughs> oh, wet spam. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's, you I, know, look, if nothing else, I'm at least entertained. Also, my dope new Atlanta uh, ATL Spurs kit got here while I was in Costa Rica. That my parents. Oh, it's a beauty. It's a beauty. Up, but I cannot wait to wear it uh, down down at the pub. And, um, you know, look, you just kind of yeah. have to, you know, it's it's the whole fatalistic approach. You just kind of have to roll with it because, you know, it's Spurs and they're going to be Spurs. I understand. So, yep. and we're yeah. And City is, I, I am not counting City out. You know, they'll go on their traditional post-Christmas 15-game run unbeaten. Right. You know, so is it weird yeah, though that I actually think that Arsenal is a more well-rounded team right now. Oh, I think they are. They have focused more on on defense. Like literally, when um, Luton Town, holy shit, where are they? Who is not from? in the David relegation Raya, zone? They're not in David the relegation Raya, zone. I, I know, but David Raya made some two very glaring mistakes, but well, it still cost them two goals. Nobody has put up three goals past Arsenal all season. 
So if anything, you got to think about what they're focusing on. They're like, we don't care if we win the game 1-0 or 2-1. We want to keep the other team from scoring as much as we want to score ourselves. And they're you know, just, they're clutch and Declan Rice is clutch. And that was heartbreaking for, for Luton town. I think, I, 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 I do think they have that for yeah. all you people that have been calling for uh, one head of Gonzalo Pineda. I think all you really have to do is look and see what Arsenal's done over the last couple of seasons, because uh, there were Mikel a lot of people, head was being a called a lot for. of people who wanted to Ooh, march Arteta out to the guillotine and chop it all down. Yep. yep. So, but then you, you know, know what? They Arteta made a brilliant decision. I still think they have problems to solve, especially at goalkeeper. Clearly, but he made a brilliant uh, tactical de- decision. He brought in a dog. He brought in a dog to Arsenal Football Club. The dog's name is Win. It lives at the grounds, and uh, it goes home with some of the players on on some weekends. And I think it's completely uh, that's a balanced team. Does it? Does, a it, wear does, a little, have a does dog? it wear a little helmet like uh, like the one like the Greyhound from AFC Richmond uh, to protect it so. from um, you know? Oh no, from- no, poor dog. Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> reference. That was heartbreaking. Um, yeah, uh, Arsenal seems to be the most complete team uh, in the EPL right now. But again, I just appreciate the way Spurs are playing. I appreciate the way Big Ange conducts himself with the press, the media, he's with his the players. Best interview. Just, he's the best interview in the, the press right now. The best. He's just so genuine, so down to earth, and so real. And it's appreciated when he's just, you know, he's just him. Level-headed, calm, fun. I um, think he's a great addition to the league, and I hope you guys hang on to him, and I hope you have the success you deserve. Um, <laughs> By the way, and, for uh, the record, for the record, and, yeah. then I'm, I'm, and then we're all done with this, um, I just want to be very clear. <laughs> I love dogs. I think dogs are awesome. We actually yes. just signed a – we're actually working on um, – a new deal with the CR dog rescue folks up in uh, La Fortuna so that we'll be able to offer people some dog rescue love experience. I'm, I'm in Costa Rica for work and um, we're going to start working with a, uh, a rescue in the over by the oh. volcano that uh, helps to uh, get street dogs, uh, you know, spayed, neutered, and then adopted. And they take care of about 62 dogs over there. We visited the shelter. We petted some puppies. Um, the owner does like really awesome things. He has cooking classes too. It's really cool. But yeah, he uh, helps get street dogs into uh, new homes, does like angel flights, things like that. Like it's, it's really cool. I'm super excited about getting to work with, um, with, with this kind this operation and this awesome guy and uh, help save some street puppies. That's awesome. That's actually really, really awesome. Yay cool. puppies. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you very much for listening to this week's Five Aside. We will be back, oh, I don't know, in a week or so with the next uh, Five Aside, which hopefully will be uh, part two, and maybe we'll be able to even get in uh, three and four of the uh, supporter group show featuring uh, all of our groups, two at a time. So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will be back uh, sometime mid to late next week.